Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of You I Do. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. The podcast that says it's okay to let somebody else write your vows. I'm here for it. on the show today is amazing because one she has this whole business helping couples or brides or grooms or whomever write their vows and like did you even know that was a business before today exactly i have been searching well no i haven't i haven't been searching high and low but you know i put it out in the atmosphere at one Mm -hmm. point and actually found her yeah i mean alexis dent from Exo Juliet was an amazing guest. And honestly, I think this episode is going to be great for all brides, whether it's, you know, you're, you just got engaged and you're planning or you haven't started planning yet, but you know, at some point you're going to have to write your vows or for people that maybe you already did your micro ceremony or your elopement. But now you're going to have your bigger reception later on, or maybe a vow renewal. She gave ideas and tips for everyone, in my opinion, on like how to write your vows. If, you know, you're doing it yourself, or if not, you could just go to her. And Black Home, hello? Like, come on. It's a win-win. Exactly. She's so cool. I promise you, you know, even if you don't need help writing your vows or a wedding letter, or a toast still listen to this episode write your notes down because she basically lays it out for you this was a good one and now i'll break for an ad (laughs) (laughs) so as you all know we have a shop yeah we've actually had a shop a lot longer than some of your favorite other shops but look you can shop there too but right now, we want you to shop with Hue I Do. Go to shop.hueido.com and find stickers, mugs, sweatshirts, tees, and so much more for you, your bridal party, and your favorite wedding vendors. So thank us later, but enjoy it now. We have a very, very special guest with us today. I'm going to say today, not tonight. <laughs> guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Alexis, and I'm Alexis Tent. Um, I'm the founder of exojuliet.com, the industry's premier wedding vow writing service. We also write proposals, wedding letters, a little bit of everything. Love, love, love that, because there are plenty of us out here that need your help. <laughs> yeah I mean like the writing vows is like that's such a it's such a weight you know like this is probably the most important thing you have ever said in your life and so you want to make sure you say it the right way and don't sound like a bumbling fool in front of like everybody (laughs) man and you know like some people like know how to write really well you know they are very eloquent in their speech and, you know, just comes off like lovey-dovey and, you know, and then, but then like in the movies, people are writing their vows like right before the wedding. And it's like, how, how? Oh yeah, I don't, we'll get into that, I'm sure, but I do not recommend that. No, no, no. Except I did do that for my own wedding, not gonna lie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the last minute Larry. I wrote my vows the night before. I mean, but I know that a lot of people do it, but I'm just like, no, I need to be prepared. I need to practice it. Like y'all. Yeah. So I'm so happy that we're talking to you today because yes, we need you and someone else out there needs you as well. (laughs) Well, I'm very happy to be here. So a little bit more, I guess, about you, you said you wait one, before we even get into like you starting EXO Juliet, you wrote your vows the night before. (laughs) (laughs) yes I did I wrote them the night before I really shouldn't have 
Well, actually, it turned out I'm proud of my vows. I'm not gonna lie. So, like, maybe it, it all all's well that ends well. But like, I right. I felt like a little bit of hypocrite because I was like, oh, I'm doing mine the night before. But I'm just like that person who's very last minute. I work better under that. Like both of the books that I've written, I wrote at the deadline to like submit them for publishing. So like, I'm just like, that's how I operate. But for a lot of people, that's not their comfort zone for one, or, you know, like Tania was saying, like, you know, you want the time to practice to get the flow. I like kind of going off the cuff, but not everyone's a comfortable public speaker. There's just, you're in front of so many people, you don't want to mess it up. There's just a lot of, a lot of variables. So I definitely, I'm like my, do as I say, not as I do, I guess. I sound like a hypocritical parent in that sense. (laughs) (laughs) But you're right. Like not a lot of people are public speakers. Like I have a speech impediment and when I'm nervous, oh, oh, I'm stuttering. I'm, you know, the words aren't coming out. Like I know what I want to say, but they're just not coming out. So yes, that's why I say I need to write them beforehand, practice them, tune everything out and, you know, just go for it. So. And also like it, you'll feel it's like so much more satisfied. I feel like that's what I always advise people because you have time to tweak. Like you can say, okay, I've been practicing that. And for some reason, I always mess up the sentence. I don't like the way it sounds. And so I think it's really, really helpful to write it down and to go through it because we all want to feel our most confident. And for like with weddings, and I feel like, you know, a lot of people don't even know that, you know, our little like niche um, in the industry exists, but um, it's just another aspect of wanting to feel comfortable on the big day. You know, for some people, it's more about like how they feel in their dress or their suit, whatever they're wearing you know for some people it's the speaking for me I was very uncomfortable with um doing like family dances like mother daughter and then like father no no son and the mother son dance yeah because my husband has a complicated relationship with his family so like for me that put me in an uncomfortable spot so I always just tell people it's just like every aspect of planning your wedding it's about finding where you can be most comfortable because we all have that thing that nags at us and we're like I don't know if that vibes with me That makes so much sense. We are definitely so excited about this conversation because... I don't think a lot of people talk about this part. I don't either. And I think like, I mean, I know for me, I feel like I'm a good writer, but there's still an area of like, I don't want to say this in front of people. So I have kind of like a stage fright element, even though like the wedding is literally about the two of you. Um... So yeah, I'm looking forward to like really just diving into all of this because whether you just go straight to Alexis and is like, look, help me out. Or if you're just like, okay, maybe I could fine tune what I've already written. Um, I think this will be just a really good conversation. So how did you start Exo Juliet? Exo Juliet kind of started on a whim. Um, I had a friend who was getting married and um, it wasn't even like that close of a friend, but she knew I was really good at writing and like, I'm a poet first and foremost. So I just like had that way with words. And she was like, Hey, like, you can help me with your vows. And I'd never met her fiance, like never, ever did not know him to know a lick about him. Um, but I, I was like, I know her and like through what you say about your relationship, I can transmute that and like help you create something awesome. And I helped her with her vows. She really loved them. And she got so many compliments about them after the ceremony. And she was like, maybe you should like do a little side hustle. And at the time I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do with my career. I was like in my early twenties and like really just unhappy with corporate America. I'm like very much a free spirit. And I was like, maybe I'll just like give this a shot. So I like quit my job. I like spent a year substitute teaching and do a building Exo Julia on the side. And then now here we are like four years later. Wow. Very nice. Four years. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very proud for sure, because it's definitely not an industry that everyone thinks about. Um, or a lot of people don't even know we exist, mm-hmm. um, services like ours. So for that reason, I'm, I'm very proud. And I think it's just cool in this day and age we have, and this goes a little deeper than, you know, just talking about weddings, but we, there's so much competition, especially in the age of social media. And it's like, who's like doing the best, like whose side hustle is the best, whatever. And I just like, to me, it just felt great. I was like, no matter what level of success that I ascend to, I feel happy that I built this and I did it and it brought me joy. And so I don't know. I think that that's probably what makes me happiest about it is because I get to help people and couples and at the same time do something that makes me proud. And I think that that's really special. 
That's amazing. Yes. You are happy and like you're excited, you know, of course, like when you're talking about it. So this is definitely like your passion. And if it's your passion, then it's going to exude that, you know? So yeah, I always say too that like, you know, because there could be someone who's listening to this, who's just like thinking about they're in like the wedding zone, you know, the wedding planning zone. But like, I always think that it's a great example of how like my business is a great example of how you can really carve out a niche for anything. Because when I started my business, no one was really even doing it. Um, now there's about like five competitors, but no one was, I was just kind of like, I knew how to design websites. I was like, I'm going to throw up a site. Like, you know, I'll promote it to family and friends, try and like pitch it to some like magazines and things, because I had some connections in the industry as a freelance writer and see what happens. And it's just a really good example. So if anyone's listening to this, I just also hope it like resonates that like, people don't even think wedding ball writers exist. So whatever thing you think is weird that you might want to do, just go do it. Because why not if it makes you happy? Yes, because I definitely did not know that you all existed. I know, you know, I did have a conversation with Ashley a while ago. And I was like, I wonder if there's someone who could help write the vows, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is me speaking, not even knowing, of course, like what my future held. But right. yeah, I'm just like, uh, yeah, like, is there someone out there? And then also, like, is there someone who's Black? <laughs> well yeah right well i do check both of those boxes <laughs> like even better exactly because exactly. <laughs> you also want someone who can relate you know right so absolutely because no matter what you're writing or having written for you if the person can't like vibe or relate or empathize then it's just not going to translate via word so exactly. i definitely think that that's important exactly well Now we're going to go into a fun, fun game of this or that, which is what we do every week. We, you know, essentially pick between these two options and explain why. So Alexis, you'll start, then Tania, and then it'll circle back to me, and then we'll start over. So we'll do four quick rounds. And of course, these are all kind of like foul-esque in the frame of like writing, you know, the, the words of the wedding more so. Um, so to start, would you prefer to let your bridal party share one minute well wishes instead of toasts or just have your two people that you've said, okay, you're going to do the toast for the wedding. And then that's it. I think I personally would choose, uh, the toast, but that's because I'm very non-traditional in the sense that I think a wedding really should just truly be about a party. Like my wedding was super lit. We had a really young average age in attendance because like I said, things are a little complex with the other side. And so there was just a lot of like young people, like family, like young friends, things like that. And so I think the toasts are fun because we kind of got roasted. I would take being roasted, throw some shady memory in there all day, every day. Well, wishes are fun, but like, you're going to give those to me anyway. So I choose the toasts. I love that. <laughs> what about you, Tania? I am also going to go with a toast as well, because I don't want to hear everyone give me my well wishes. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. as Alexa said, you know, like everyone's going to wish me that. I mean, I'll be getting cards after cards after cards. And so I'm going to need the toast to, you know, hurry itself along. And so we can go ahead and dance and eat. Well, eat and dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree there as well because I think even if you tell your bridal party like hey you know in my case was like eight nine girls so hey each of you has one minute and then each of you know his guys they have one minute there are going to be people that are going to go beyond that one minute because someone's going to be like, you know what? I don't want to just say the same thing everyone else is saying. Let me try to turn this into a toast. Then you're looking up and you're still there 30 minutes later and we haven't even gotten to the groom side or like the parents or anything. So I'm no going one cares to do... that much. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, maybe like <laughs> the funny stories and stuff, you know? Yeah. But other than that, like there's, only so many few words that you can say we wish you well we love you Mm -hmm. um we're gonna be by your side blah 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 put in a card exactly exactly (laughs) put in the card i'll read it later and i'll send you the thank you note at some point that says you know thanks for these (laughs) sweet words like yeah let's not do this okay glad we're all on the same page 
Um, okay, so would you prefer to recite your vows in front of all your guests or read your vows with your spouse during the first look? For me personally, I'm a vow girl, um, but I that one is so personal because I also am very comfortable public speaking, but I'm a, a vow girl. And I always say people go to weddings to believe and love again and to get drunk, mm-hmm. but to believe and love again. So I think it's special <laughs> if you share your vows. So that's what I choose. Okay. I think I want to share my vows. And maybe it's a little bit of a peer pressure because when I mentioned like, oh, like, let's do this. The private type of... Yeah, the private. Yes. He was like, uh, what? And I was like, okay, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Let me let go of that idea. (laughs) You could kind of do both, maybe. Yeah. You got time. (laughs) How about you? So for me, I'm reading, we're doing this privately, like, because I might give you something during the ceremony that's like, maybe like a very, very succinct and like condensed version of what I told him. But like, I'll probably be all like ugly crying and stuff like behind closed doors. And then if I'm doing it in front, like, I'll just be so nervous. Like, I'll probably just be so (laughs) nervous trying, even if I'm reading. uh, uh, I don't even want to think about it. Like, I mean, I think I've said it before. So like we eloped in October, but in like, I wrote vows similar to you the night before. (laughs) So I wrote my vows and he had his vows and we both wrote each other a letter, but we have not exchanged that yet. Like we're waiting for our... Your big day. Yeah, whenever. It's oh, a lot it's of couples forever. are doing that now though. I'm seeing that a lot. People are coming to us for vows and wedding letters or one or the other. I think it's special. And I think that it's mm-hmm. just like you saw the three of us and we had three very different answers. And I think that that's what's special is there is so much room to do whatever it is that is your this or that. That's true. Very true. All right, two more rounds. So would you prefer to include your guests? in your vows so kind of like a repeat after me blah 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 and then the guests you know say whatever or just keeping your vows between like you and, and your significant other i would keep my vows between myself and my significant other because i'm like i'm not marrying 150 people am i, I don't know. <laughs> people be all like off key i don't know i i i choose just myself and my significant other Okay, Tania. Yeah, we're not at church, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> repeat after me. That's <laughs> what I thought of church. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so definitely, um, yeah, we're going to keep this between us. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of including your guests. I just can't, like, really see how that could really just work. Especially like, unless you're having like a small wedding, like maybe like 30 people or less or like something very like, okay, maybe you could give people something to do, but like you're saying 150, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, no, no. And then you got the people that didn't hear right. So, you know, like maybe only 92% are actually repeating because. And then if you have a videographer, it would sound like a hot mess because they'd be like picking up sounds from everywhere. And it's like, you right. would want to include the vows, but then people aren't mic'd and people are on all different words and saying the wrong dang word. Ugh, right. I, I have anxiety just thinking about it. <laughs> okay. So final round incorporating your favorite song lyrics into vows or incorporating a story from just say like a vacation that you two went on that really taught you something about your significant other, including that in your vows. If I had to choose between the two, I would choose a story. I always advise people or do it for them if they're doing our full service package to include an anecdote, but song lyrics are great. Um, my husband and I each use like part of a poem that we love. So I, I don't feel like you can go wrong. But for me, if I had to choose one or the other, I'd probably include an anecdote. Okay. Nice. I think I'm going to choose the song. I'm, you know, that I, makes love, sense. I love music. So yeah, if I can include now, he probably won't know the lyrics, but you know, but that's okay. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> you can play it for him later. Yes. Yes. Like, does this sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, I can tell y'all a story about that. But anyways. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um, 
For me, I would probably, I don't know. I like both options, but I probably do song lyrics too. Cause I really love lyrics. Like I have a lot of playlists that are like based on the lyrics, not kind of like the feeling. Cause you know, like some people think certain songs are about one thing, but it's not like I will always love you is about a breakup. But like everyone swears that that's like a, like a wedding song or like yes, Maxwell's yes. pretty wings. Like, yeah. Those are songs about breakups, but yeah. So I would say song lyrics. And that concludes this or that for this week. So now we could just dive straight into all of these wonderful questions about like helping us prepare our wedding vows, whether, like I said earlier, you help us or, you know, you're doing it yourself or maybe there's a hybrid situation you know, where maybe you started and you're like, Alexis, I need help. <laughs> help me get to the finish line. So, um, Tania. Okay. So what is the history behind wedding vows? Wedding vows actually go very far back in history. Um, but the history isn't really romantic in the sense that marriage is typically between a woman and a man, and then purely for the purpose of either business um, or uh, procreating and the marriage like vows would like be like, you can take this daughter and she will make you babies. And the wife would go, yeah, I will make you babies. And the husband says, great. Those are, that's how vows started going back to like Mesopotamia. Like there's evidence that like vows and commitments go way back. Um, it wasn't until uh, ancient Rome that vows became a thing where there was actually marrying for love. What the thing, right? Um, not just money or business or children. Um, so in ancient Rome, you started seeing people marry for love, but it was only lower class people. I hate that term, but historically that's um, what it was it, because I guess, you know, they could take more of a risk. They didn't have as much at stake, damage the family lineage, whatever. So we have the ancient Romans to think for our true vows where we express how we uh, love our partners, but they go back very, very far. Ooh, that's a... I would love to like dive into that one day. That's a good history. Yeah, we actually, and I swear this is not a plug. It's just because I really think it's really cool. But we did a, we created a wedding vow uh, workbook that people can do to um, the kind of like how Ashley was saying, if you want like a hybrid um, and it walks you through everything, but it has a whole section on the history. And I learned so much in the process. Um, my partner was helping me with that. And I was like, wow, I didn't know all that. So there, there's definitely a lot to uncover. And I didn't know that Val, I would have thought that maybe it was like, cause we've only seen it, especially in pop culture, be like a trend for like, maybe like 15 years, you know, it's more like common nowadays that people are creating their own vows. But I didn't know that like vows as a construct have gone back that far. I didn't either. Like I, I probably wouldn't have thought back more than 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So the fact that you say, you know, like, like it became more popular, maybe like 15 years ago, like that, like, wow. But think about like how the evolution of like, I feel like relationships and marriage has kind of evolved over That's time. True. Because when I think of like my grandparents, they might've like liked each other, but I don't think they were like in love, in love, yes. you know, like it was more of kind of like, okay, we're at this age and this is what we're trying to do. We want to start a family. You come from good people. I come from good people. Let's just move forward. Where now it's like, mm -mm. he has an Android. <laughs> like <laughs> oh my, God, that's me. That's me. my husband used to have an Android before we were dating. And I told him in no uncertain terms, I would never marry someone with an Android. And he's like all that over green text messages. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> there's, so, there's so much there's so much oh, so <laughs> anyways let's move on right right <laughs> what should our vows include vows in general are going to be a little different depending on who you are what you're comfortable sharing if you're doing if you have a big ceremony a small ceremony if you're doing a letter instead or a small vow snippet you know um so but i always say that they should include an opening typically 
it should follow the sequence of a story. It should be your own happily ever after. It should start with something that touches on the beginning of your relationship, or if you were friends or coworkers and you knew each other for a while, that, that beginning of the romantic relationship, the spark that happened, I would say you should include an anecdote or two that's really relevant to your relationship, not something super tangential that like people are gonna be like yawning. Um, something that makes sense or that moment when you were like, okay, I wanna marry this person. Um, you should always include promises. We say like three to seven after that, you're kind of maxing it out and then finish up with your own, like happily ever with a bow. Are you, you know, are you going to end by saying you look forward to starting a family? Not everyone wants to do that. Are you looking forward to traveling the world? Not everyone wants to do that. Like, how are you going to wrap it up? What's important to you? Um, so those are the main pillars that I recommend and how you fill it in and how that sounds or how intimate that is, is up to you. I want you to know Tania was taking notes. I mean, she didn't have like physically a notebook out and wasn't like scribbling, but I could see it in her face that she was like, okay, yes. <laughs> when I'm editing this, I'm going to come back to yes, this. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When it comes time, well, I'll be, of course, I'll be reaching out to Alexis, but you know, yeah. but I'll start thinking about, you know, exactly, you know, how I want to phrase things. And so, yeah. Right. <laughs> I like that though. I mean, it's not like you gave us necessarily a template template per se, but like these are the elements of a really great like Exactly. Because yeah. at the end of the day, a lot of good writing is a template. I mean, like think back to when like you'd be in like middle school ELA and it'd be like, this is your like opening paragraph. Your thesis should be three to five sentences. Right. Then you go into your body paragraph, that should be five to seven sentences that supports the thesis. Then you finish it up with three <laughs> to five sentences for your conclusion. I always say that like oh, we don't use templates at all. No two people's vowels are the same, nothing mm -hmm. like that. But I always say that the, the framework is there. I mean, same with scientific papers, you know, you have like your hypothesis, your methods. I don't really know much else. I'm a communications girl. So but there's a framework. So we don't use templates, but there is that general arc you can follow. Nice. Okay. So you gave us what we should kind of, you told us about the framework rather, but like, are there any words or things we should avoid or like just try not to include at all? I think you should avoid anything that triggers a memory that is anything less than happy. So like, say mm -hmm. that like you had your first date at this awesome Mexican restaurant and you got engaged at this awesome Mexican restaurant, but you also had this like really awful fight that like you guys didn't like speak for the rest of the night and it left ripples and waves for a while. That Mexican restaurant could be great. It could be associated with stories. You could want to mention one of those stories, but our brains are complex and our minds are wired to automatically think towards negative thoughts. And in that mm. moment, when you're standing there, you want to think positive thoughts, happy vibes. You don't want your partner to be like, oh, but like that's the time we got on a big fight. Or even that was the time I crapped my pants because the guacamole was bad. Like you don't want anything <laughs> associated with anything negative. So I always say, stay far, far away from anything that has that even slight, a, a slight negative uh, correlation. Besides that, I would just say that I can't give anyone do's or don'ts without knowing their specific relationship. So that's my big no. But like, for some people, they can make like a fart or a queef joke about their partner and their vows. Like it sounds silly, but really I've seen and heard it all. And like their partner would be like, oh my gosh, I have potty. Like I love potty humor. It's so funny to me. And then that could be mortifying for someone else if like a dude was like, yeah, and I will never tease you if you queef. Like, and someone could be like, their partner could be mortified. So like, you have to know your partner. What's humorous to one person is embarrassing to another. What's intimate and touching to one person is too personal to another. So I always say that that's where you have to tune in. And that's why I do recommend writing them early. You have to tune into what is your relationship? What humor does my partner like? If it's humorous, what is okay to share versus are they private? That's what you have to think about. I never would have thought about that. <laughs> like, that makes sense though. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you got engaged at the same place, but like, remember the third time y'all went there and you had an exactly. argument? Like, yeah. yeah. And I would be the, like, the one that like remembers that. And yeah. Oh. My memory is horrible. Horrible. So I would be like, oh, yeah, I remember the happy stuff, but. But you're right, like your mind would 
go directly to the negative because yeah yeah, because for some reason yeah you definitely remember all the negatives yeah i read somewhere that our minds like our conditions this is not the exact fact but it's somewhere really high like 94 percent of the thoughts that spring into our mind are negative actually so you don't want to be hearing your vows and then it's captured on video and picture and like you hear something then like you think about like that awful memory and you're like you're like face sinks like i just say like just love vomit like everything positive it's not that like vows are not that long it's just your time to be like there in the moment and have everyone else feel all the positive vibes like you if you're choosing to marry that person you can think of three minutes worth of positive stuff to talk about without dipping your toe into something that's negative yeah that's true okay so I know we've talked about this, but I'm thinking for more of kind of the traditionally minded, those people that haven't really even thought about like a vow writing service. How do you like basically explain to them that like, that's not impersonal. Like it's still very much like you being infused in this, even though like you might not have technically written it, but you, you contributed. I mean, it's still your emotions. Yeah. Uh, so I always say two things. One, our, like our tagline is we put your love on paper. So I don't make up your love. I don't make up anything in your relationship. I just take what you say and we make it pretty and sound great and beautiful. So that's number one. Two, I always say that like, just because you did not come up with the words of your own accord on your own accord, doesn't mean that that's not yours is your wedding any less yours because you didn't make the floral arrangements or because you didn't sew your dress or because you're not the one queuing up Spotify and you hired a DJ instead, like all the elements are your own. You're just using a vendor. We're no different. And if someone's like, that line doesn't really sound like me. We go back to the drawing board and we're like, what does sound like you? We, you know, we'll hop on the phone, depending on what package, hop on the phone, hop on Zoom or on our basic package, just a questionnaire. And we have had amazing success because there's so much you can learn from people through the simplest of things. And I think that's what I really learned through Exo Julia is because I can even pick up things about both of you from our short time chatting, because if you're really listening with the purpose and intent of getting to know someone, then you're all ears and all brain and you're not worried about what's coming out of your own mouth. And I think that if we approach our interpersonal relationships with the lens that I use to be able to understand people's relationships, we'd all be better off because I'm like, what I'm doing is not rocket science. You know, I, I, to give myself fair credit. Yes, I do believe I'm a great writer. Yes. I do think that I came up with a unique idea, but at the end of the day, I'm just listening to people, you know, just like your best friend can say epic things about your relationship. And why is that? Because they listen to you. They listen to what you say. They hear you. They feel your emotions. They know like what's real for me. All I do is I accelerate that relationship. It's shorter. We work together for less time, but I'm fully in tune with understanding you as a couple, just like any other great vendor will sit down and say you as a couple, our DJ, we interviewed him. We were like, this is what we want. This is what we don't want. We don't care if the old people don't like this kind of music. This is what we're doing. I'm the same. All I do is take what you tell me and make it pretty. Ooh, and that's what we like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is there a benchmark for how long vows should be? We typically say to aim for about three minutes. Um, and everyone speaks at different paces. So to spend it, I know I'm like a very fast speaker. Um, my husband is a very slow speaker. So you also have to like average that in. Once again, well, it's great to write them in advance so you can practice. Um, because you and your partner ideally should also be on the same page. Like, okay, like time yourself, like mine are about three minutes. How long are yours? About three minutes. Great. Because you don't want to get up there and yours are three minutes and your partner's going on and on. And you're like, okay, this was cute, honey. But like, come on. Like, so it was really important to be on the same page. I always say go for 300 to 500 words, especially because you might trim as you go. Um, but that puts you at about the two to three or four minute range max, depending on how quickly you speak. So about 500 words for me, I could probably recite in three minutes. But if you're a slower speaker or you're very emotional or you're a slow reader, uh, I would definitely err on the shorter side. But definitely, no matter what, just make sure your partner's on the same page because not only is it awkward when one person's really short or really long, but it's also for your guests. It's kind of like, well, I wanted to hear more about Ashley's vows or I wanted to hear more like Tanya's vows. And like they didn't get that opportunity because one person was one minute and one was seven. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, that's really good to know because I had no idea. Three minutes sounds like a long time, but I guess it's not. You like music equated to it's like shorter than some of your favorite songs. Mm. Like it's not like time flies by quick when you listen to music. 
three yeah, minutes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when should couples start writing their vows? This is the question that, you know, we all need answered. <laughs> I say you should start writing your vows. Don't be like me. <laughs> start writing your vows about a month in advance. But we've had couples who come to us, no joke, like nine months in advance, um, because they're just like, I want to be certain. And I'm not one to judge because that gives me anxiety writing something so far in advance. Cause I'm like, what if I wanted to change? What if this epic memory happened, whatever. But some people would also be like, Oh, I'm not writing my vows the night before like you or like Ashley. So like, you know, like it's to each his own, but I say a month is really solid time because it also gives you time to ask a trusted family member or friend. Hey, can you listen to my vows and give me feedback? And then like, say maybe there are things you want to tweak a couple weeks later. Can you listen to them and give me some feedback? I was thinking one month is a really good amount of time where Nothing crazy is going to happen that you'd want to add to your vows. But at the same time, like you can think about them, you can practice, you can make sure that like, you know them. So you're not blurting out the wrong thing. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Nine months. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually just had an order last week that we had to follow up with because the woman ordered like a year ago and she like, um, we were like looking through our documents of like weddings that are coming up and we're like, she needs to like get in contact with us so we can talk. But some people like to order and be like, okay, well, I know that I like reserved the service. Like it's all good. So everyone just like with every aspect of wedding planning, everyone is so, so different. But I, I do think a month is typically a solid timeline. But if you already know what you want to write and you're like, I don't want to talk about this, this, and this, and my favorite song lyric is not going to change or my favorite memory being X is not going to change, then I say go for it, whatever makes you feel at ease. Hmm. Okay. Then also, I kind of feel like you're making memories during the planning process as well. So, you know, so you're definitely want to probably add something in within those 12 months or heck, six months for some people, or three months for other people too, who are like, oh, yeah, we want to get married tomorrow. So Oh, that's really good to know. So is it okay to take vows from somewhere else? So like we were mentioning in the this or that, like from your favorite song or like TV shows or like a movie? Because I know like last year, yes, was it? Yes, last year I had to figure out where we were in time. Um, before our wedding came up, I felt like I was watching so many shows that like had all these like very sentimental moments between the characters. And I, in my mind, I was like, I want to jot all of this down and just put this all in, <laughs> like use these as my vows. And I'm like, okay, you really can't do that because then essentially your vows are just like a copy and paste of like what other people have said. But um, I mean, but is it fine though to take from somewhere or I guess like what's the balance I think that um it's <laughs> I, I did I giggled at your like just copy pasting from a bunch of places just because I thought of the most like I'm so dramatic the most dramatic example where it's like 15 different like just like random quotes and situations <laughs> and someone just plopped it together and it was like okay yeah this works but um I think it's totally okay to draw from creative um inspiration absolutely I recommend it um, I think if whether you're using song lyrics, a quote from a movie, whatever, it may be a quote from a poem, uh, I think that no more than two examples, because like I said, vows really are not that long. So if you're mm -hmm. like, like they said in the fault in our stars and like quote, quote it. And then like two sentences later, you said, and Ed Sheeran once said, and then two, two minutes later, you said, uh, but then in the words of Drake, like it just becomes not you. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, so like, is she talking about the real house size of Atlanta, Ed Sheeran, Drake, like what part of this are her vows? So I say like two, like one maybe closer to the, the beginning, one closer to the end. But I think once you start to get too, like too far past that, then people are just like playing like a, a keyword, a crossword puzzle. Like, all right, who said that? Like, what's that from? So I would, I would keep it as much of your own words as possible. 
That's great advice. Yes. <laughs> in the words of Drake. <laughs> right. Turn it into a drinking game. Like, all right, what's she going to do next? No, that would be funny, though. I'm not going to lie. It'd be like, <laughs> you're like, guess the little card. Someone would do this. But like, I'm telling you, give, give them a little card. They can play a little like game while they listen to your vows. See how well they pay attention. Give them a little door prize at the reception. You could. <laughs> like, good if, idea. It actually is kind of a good idea. <laughs> yeah. You can have fun with it. There is literally something for everyone. Like I said, like my wedding was like, unlike one that I've ever been to not gloating that I'm something special just because I was like, I want to abandon all the rules, you know? So like, I wouldn't be surprised if someone did that. I would enjoy listening to some of vows and be like, all right, that is Drake. That is Justin Bieber. Okay. SZA. I would enjoy it. (laughs) Someone's writing this down. Someone is like, right. ooh, that was a good idea. <laughs> exactly. Especially I'm picturing like maybe somebody that had their micro ceremony or something, but then they're having their bigger ones so they can be maybe a little bit more yeah. loose with the rules. Yeah. Like just turn it into a game. Like, you know, make everybody grab a drink by you know, when they sit down and then yeah, or like worst score has to like take like a shot of something rank, something like that. I, I there's a lot of fun. It's making me. I want to do like um a wedding of uh, power renewal actually. So this giving me like ideas for myself. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> so do we need to recite our vows, or is it okay to read them from our phone or book? I always say that you should not recite them from your, your phone. Uh, that is like a no, no, uh, in what I recommend, I have seen it though. And some people like it as convenient. You always have your phone on you, whatever. But, um, I think it does look a little classier and more timeless in photos and videos. If you have it on a sheet of paper or in a nice journal. And then if you do that, you can frame the sheet of paper afterwards and you have a nice memento, or you can save the journal and use it for nice things like down the line. But I think people really don't realize until like they see their like big wedding portrait blown up, how much nicer it looks. If you just have a a sheet of paper or a book, as opposed to your phone, it just looks like you're caught in the moment, which is how you should be versus like, Oh, technology, or, you know, you might get a text or someone's phone, your phone goes off and you thought it was on silent and it throws people out of it. So I just say, even if you write it in your phone or as you're like going through the process and you're jotting down things in your phone, just put it on a nice sheet of paper. Nice sheet of paper. That's it. So you're saying like, we shouldn't get a phone case that says vows. <laughs> I mean, you could, I would not be opposed. I mean, like there's so many creative ways, like all jokes aside that you could do that. Like some people like their phones are a comfort zone. Maybe you're worried about you would lose your sheet of paper. Then you're like saying all the curse words because you are like now up craps Creek. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, that's one of the things where, you can totally do whatever you want. I just think it looks really pretty in photos and timeless when you're using yeah. something that takes the technology out of it. That's true. So for those marrying a spouse with children, should they include them in their vows and how? This is one that's also super, super dependent on your relationship. And so I say once again, like, this is not a cop out like, oh, it depends on your relationship, but it truly does because that's so intimate. Uh, you know, especially depending on what age you are, have you been in the child's life since they were young and they see you as their parent or very close to that? Or we have a lot of like high net worth second and third marriages that, that come to us and like they kids don't really have a relationship or there's, it's an age gap relationship. And they're like, they all get along, but like, there's no like connection there worth mentioning. I always say that you can, um, give a little regard to it. Like I look forward to us and, you know, kid name, kid name, kid name, you know, having, Friday night milkshakes at X place for years to come, or I look forward to this memory, or I appreciate how kind you have been to my children and caring for them as your own. You can make general statements. I always say that if you have a really good relationship altogether, then it's definitely good, especially as one of the vows in your vow section um, to include something super personal, but not if it's disingenuous. So that's something only like you and your partner know what that relationship's like, because this is another thing in general with vows. I think people forget is like people in your, like in the audience, your guests know if you're BSing, if you're like, we're such a happy family and we all get together, get along so well. Then like, there are people, your cousin, your aunt, your best friend who are like, they hate each other. Like so-and-so's <laughs> like, that, they're the evil stepmom, and the son doesn't get like, they know it, what's cap anyway. So I always say, 
if the relationship's not great, then just at like, say something that's just loving and kind, because at the end of the day, if you're choosing to marry someone, you would hope that at least you have a respectful relationship to their child and vice versa. Um, but if the relationship is good, I would get specific, but only, you know, that, and only, you know, what your partner is okay with, especially depending on the age of the kids. Yes. That's yeah. Good tips there. Cause I know I would, I feel like I would be that one that you're talking about. That's like, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, she, sure. she is like, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know why she said that. I guess it came off nicely, but she's lying. She hates those kids. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. And then it's fake and everyone knows it's fake. And like I said, there's a fine line because I always say people like to go to weddings to believe in love. And then secondary, sometimes people just go for the booze. But like mm-hmm. all jokes aside, once again, how our brains are wired and how they go so quickly to negative thoughts, like anyone sitting and they hear you say BS, like that's what I also said. Like, people have had really rough relationships that include cheating or breaks or really like hardship will wonder, do I breathe over that? Do I mention it? And I, this is a great time actually for me to explain, like if you have some like really gnarly things that have happened in your relationship, allude to them very generally. Um, you know, you don't have to be like, and then you cheated on me with that bitch. And like, you don't have to do all that, <laughs> but, um, because anyone who's sitting there as a guest, it knows that y'all are broken up for a year and y'all both cheated on each other. And then, you lit his clothes on fire and then he went and like hooked up with your best friend. Like everyone's going to be like, this is just not true. Like you're going to be say, our love has always been a fairy tale. And people are going to be like, that is just not true. So I always say like, just keep it real. Like people want to believe in love, but at the same time, like some people just bold face lie. And you're like, that is all. I just wish I was Jerry Springer. That is a lie. Or no, Maury. Maury says it. <laughs> oh my gosh oh, oh that's hilarious <laughs> okay so for couples like ed and i where we had an elopement at home and no one was here or for people that you know did a micro ceremony and because they've already paid <laughs> for their bigger event they're still gonna have it so what should they do in terms of vows if like maybe they already recited vows before maybe they did the letter before like what can they do for the second round so it doesn't feel redundant? I always think that, um, you know, the way we worked with couples so far, because we are having couples who are already getting married again, who postponed at some point last year. Um, I always think that it's good to take it as like, you know, like an eager early vow renewal. Um, you can say like, you know, over this last year, like, um, over this last year, we've gotten through so much together. I didn't honestly at times, altogether enjoy it. But I know now more than ever, if we can make it through 2020 with you, I can vow with my whole heart to make it through anything else. Like I think that it's definitely important to make it clear because everyone knows, especially if they're at your wedding, anyway, that you're already legally married. I think that it's cool to like amend it and almost act like insight and knowledge gained from that first six months, 12 months, 18 months of being married. Not like, oh, you're so wise, you know it all, but just as in like, okay, you've been doing the thing what have you learned and how can you further commit to the person? I think that that's fun. Um, a really good idea. And I think a fun idea is to just then also to some people have just wanted to do a really lighthearted take on it. Um, because they've gotten all the mushy gushy. I cried. It's official stuff out the way. So some people want to just do something fun and be like, I, like I said, I see really crazy vows that people like want to make and laugh. So I think that there's two approaches. You can either do really lighthearted and, you know, everyone knows that this is just a way to celebrate and all get together and enjoy the day. Or you can do it as traditional vows, but just weave in that fact of like, we've already gotten through this and now I'm going to use it to continue on in our marriage from this point on. Great advice there. Yes. So if a couple is shy what are our alternatives to reading the vows in front of everyone, if any? Yeah, if a couple is shy and doesn't really feel comfortable, they can always do traditional vows that are led by their officiant or um, religious leader um, and exchange a wedding letter or their vows in the form of a, a letter. They can do that either by reading them as vows during a first look. That makes for pretty pictures, sentimental pictures, 
or they can exchange the letter. We've seen couples like leave it with the other person and they read it on their own. And, you know, the photographer and the videographer get really pretty footage of like people getting emotional and reading their partner's words. Oh, those are really good alternatives. Yes. So kind of thinking alternatively, sort of, kind of, but it's, I think really a trend that's gotten popular in the last few years and will probably just stay, but you know, we talked about the wedding letters earlier, and I know a lot of videographers and photographers really push for it, especially if they're pushing for the first look, which plot twist or spoiler alert, rather they are. Um, and so I hadn't heard of the wedding letter um, until my former videographer had to, I lost one in, in the COVID realm of things but he was very much a proponent of you know having kind of that letter having that moment beforehand even if you didn't do a traditional first look so for anyone that's listening that's like what are y'all talking about what is a wedding letter can you kind of break down the difference between the letter and the vows yeah so in a traditional sense especially a pre-covid sense i know like now there's so much that has merged or changed or people tweak and do hybrids of everything. But traditionally a wedding letter is something that you write that's sentimental and beautiful to your partner for them to open up either at the first look or individually as they get ready and they take pictures with the photographer, the videographer. It's a great way to profess your love, to say all of the things that you're looking forward to about married life. Um, and to be honest, to be intimate as you want. And obviously a lot of times people conflate the word intimate with like sexual, but like, no, like your most deep, deep emotional like feelings and no one has to listen to it. And it's just, you know, between you and them, or if you read it out loud, your videographer will hear it, but just between you and them and you can exchange all of the, your deepest feelings. And a lot of people like them, even if they also do vows, because you can be that much more intimate. You can talk about the things that maybe you wouldn't get up in front of a whole guest list or, you know, including your grandma. So that could be something sexual, or it could just be those really tough times that maybe you'll allude to quickly in your vows, you know, like it hasn't always been easy, but you can get really deep and like dirty and honest and, you know, say like, it, it's been a a trial to get here, but like, I wouldn't want to go through those trials with anyone else. It's your time to really, really open your heart. So for people who are unfamiliar, you can do them, like I said, along with your own vows, you can do them in lieu of vows and just do traditional vows at the altar. It's really up to you. Taking mental notes. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. What advice would you give to a newly engaged couple that is seeking to include personal vows on their day? I think for um, a newly engaged couple, what I would say is to really not, for, so first and foremost, don't hold off on your vows the last minute. And if you think that you have any nerves around them, start working on them sooner rather than later. And then when it comes to like creating really sweet emotional vows, I think that it's important to take those times and those moments, like whether you meditate, whether you pray, whatever it is, to always like tune into your relationship. I think that because I'm just so in tune with how important vows are to your ceremony. I mean, that is the meat and potatoes of the actual ceremony. I really realize how much people should focus on it when maybe they don't. And I feel like having the fact that you have to recite vows, if that's what you and your partner choose to do in the front of your mind during the planning process, not only helps you continuously like analyze what it is that you'll want to put on paper when it's time to actually sit down and write them. But I also think that it's a really good opportunity to build gratitude for your partner, because if you're constantly thinking about like, what's this great moment that I know I want to mention in my vows or like, what about this? Then you're always in that moment of feeling really, really happy for them. And I feel like that makes the engaged like period that like your engagement that much happier because you are truly in love. You're always thinking about the great moments. You're not like, wallowing in negativity and sadness. So I always say, start working on them early, even if not formally, even if you just take a t time and you're like, you know, well, as you're wrapping up your prayers and you're thankful for your partner, or as you're meditating, you tap into your relationship, express gratitude for it. And think about the moments, like, were you really in your soul knew that they were the one. And I feel like when you tap into that, it makes for a really good vows. And sometimes you'll just have little nuggets that pop into your head and you can write them down in your phone as you go. And when you're ready to sit down and do it, you're golden. That's crazy that you say that because I actually have little phrases that I want to incorporate in my future vows. 
and like I started this probably like a year and a half ago, but I started to write out things because my memory is not the best, especially when there's a lot of stuff going on in my life, I tend to forget things. And so like, I actually have like little, a little note of like things I want to say in the future. So good advice. Good advice. That's awesome. <laughs> and I think that like, just going back into the gratitude and making the engagement period so much more exciting. And like, when you see that on your phone, and like, if you have an iPhone, I'm not familiar. I've already made my feelings on Android. Too, <laughs> but I don't know on Android, but an iPhone, you know, you could pin like, you know, to the top of your notes list, you can see that and have that like gratitude reminder all the time, which I think is important because no matter how exciting it is to be engaged, especially right after you're engaged, um, I mean, your partner still is going to annoy the crap out of you sometimes, but you know, <laughs> exactly. if you're opening your phone to look at your notes and check out your grocery list and you see those like cute little things and it's kind of like, oh, maybe I'm a little less mad at them. <laughs> so yeah. Like, yes, 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 yes. Oh, <laughs> so now we go into unsolicited advice you know it's the thing i do i'm not gonna say every week i do it most weeks and even though this week didn't really need unsolicited advice because alexis also gave us advice you know what i'm gonna say my advice because alexis gave us advice tonight so now we're going to move into wedding vendor love alexis who would you like to shout out this week I would like to shout out my um, my personal wedding photographer who is absolutely incredible. I encourage everyone to check her out on social media because she's an amazing human. Um, Nicole Gatto Photography. Um, she is incredible. Nicole G-A-T-T-O Photography. They travel. It's a husband and wife pair. And I kid you not, like when we met with them, they did our engagement photos too. I just like knew it was a match. And they have the most amazing spirit ever. And I recommend them whenever I can or whenever someone gets engaged. Um, but just look at their wedding feed is incredible. And they meshed into our wedding so well, which is what I wanted for a photographer because I wanted really epic candids and things like that. And it was so awesome because her and her husband were like there without being there and being that they're partners, they really know each other innately. And so Anyone can look at their feed and see how pretty they are. Their pictures are, they're incredible. And I like blew up a million pictures that she did for us because she's talented. So that's who I recommend. This is my style photographer. I love this so much. She's, a, she's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> yes, that's Ashley's thing. She loves that's photography. It. She was a good photographer and videographer so mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's what we splurged on uh photographer videographer I mean like you want to have those things forever you know yeah. you want to you love them and I want to I have mm -hmm. I've been to weddings and I've seen like friends as pictures and it, they're not just my favorite you know like yeah, they didn't do you know because you. If, if you skimp on a photographer that'll really show especially when it comes to getting pictures blown up or doing right. books, things like that and I just like really I love sharp beautiful vibrant photography and I also just really love photographers who can get those candidates because you don't always feel comfortable around everyone whether you know them your photographer well or not because I didn't know my photographer until I inquired about her services you know but some people just make you comfortable and she's one of those people and I feel like it's so important no matter what your personality type is to find a photographer and a videographer who mesh with you accordingly otherwise you're not going to be able to just like truly let loose in the can some of the candidates even if I would never frame them because I'm like Holy cow, we had too much to drink. All right, so I can your pictures off. <laughs> nice. So true, so true. Like, she sent me one of my pictures, like, my brother. <laughs> he was, it was, I'm telling you, it was a wild reception. But, like, at one point, it was, like, really hot and outside in summer. And he, like, ripped off, like, his shirt, like, the Hulk. And, like, she has these, like, crazy, like, like shirtless pictures of him, like, on the dance floor. And everyone's like, oh, and it's just wild. And, like, but she was, like, they were totally okay getting right all up in it. Whereas, like, a lot of people, you know, wouldn't, like, be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to go get this picture. But it's funny because I look at it, I go through the scrapbook, and I'm like, that was wild. But we were really having a great time. And for me, that's what, for me, a reception should be. Exactly, exactly. It's like Ashley always, always says, you know, people will remember the food and then also the reception. So. Yep. I agree. I agree. So, I mean, always make sure it's true to you, but I also say try and make sure that it's a good time because no one wants to sit through hours of boredom. If the food is bad and everything else drones on and on, or you have a million long speeches and toasts at the reception, right. people are going to yes. be like, this is not worth it. I'm losing money on this. I just need to dip. <laughs> yeah like i'm going home and i'm gonna pick up some food on the way like yeah this was trash 
Oh, you look pretty though. Like, <laughs> don't yeah, just like, tell what? me I look pretty. Tell me all the details. Tell me you loved yourself. You had such a great time. Exactly. It's $300 a person for a reason. <laughs> but you know, we, we, you know, we're on the same page with that, but not everyone is, you know, for yeah. me, I was like, I wanted to throw a party. I didn't want to do like very traditional wedding reception things, but everyone's so different. I just, I, I like when people have a little more like freedom and get a little looser with their reception because at the end of the day, people don't want to just hear the boring stuff. So spice it up a little bit. Spicing it up is different for everyone, but spice it up and like make sure that it's, it's fun and engaging and not just, you know, like that's actually something that does ha- has nothing to do with my business that I do think it's important to touch on though. It's like, don't be afraid to push boundaries. We had to um, politely, of course, but ask our venue if they were okay with us doing, um, after our ceremony, we, um, did a cocktail hour. And so we could chat with everyone. Cause I didn't want to spend my actual reception reception doing that. And after that we did, um, instead of like food and speeches and toast right away, we did an hour of dancing and open bar and our venue, when we were speaking to the owner was like, I don't think it's going to work. It's outside in daylight. People are not like loose enough or whatever to do that. And we convinced him and in hindsight, like two days later when we were picking up our centerpieces and stuff, he was like, that was like one of the most like lit, like great, like hyped wedding receptions ever. Like we did the cocktail hour and then an hour to open bar. So people had two hours to like drink and get loose if they wanted to. And then we did dinner and like toast. So people weren't just like waiting all like, so it's like the ceremony and then a cocktail hour and then all these toasts back to back. So we just mixed it up. And I just think it's like a good anecdote to be like, you know, our venue wasn't really certain at first just because they were like, I don't want to set you up for failure. But we were like, we know our friends, like they're going to want to like dance and let loose first. So just a little tidbit to anyone listening, like don't be afraid to be out the box and like, don't feel like you need to do what family or friends say, just do what feels good for you. I love that. Very good advice. Cause I would have never thought to even switch up, you know, the timeline that way. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you actually see that often. So Mm-mm. yeah. Yeah. So that's, I'm gonna write that down as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Ashley, who would you like to shout out for this week? I am going to shout out a traveling makeup artist based in Atlanta. Of course she does bridal makeup and also regular makeup. If you want your face beat for your birthday, Her name is Autumn and her Instagram is Charlene Autumn on IG. That's her website as well, charleneautumn.com. She is Haitian. Not sure if that moves the needle for you, but if you're Haitian and you're looking for somebody else that's Haitian that could get you together, I would definitely go to Charlene. I think having a very competent makeup artist is key and especially someone that knows how to do bridal makeup because it doesn't always just translate. So that is who I'm shouting out this week. What about you, Tania? So it's interesting that you shouted out a makeup artist. I am also shouting out a makeup artist, but she is based out of New Jersey. Mm. Um, Now, listen, if y'all watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, y'all know that they recently just shot the um <laughs> the reunion and mm-hmm. like I've been I don't want to say a fan but I've been following Latoya for mm-hmm. a minute now mm-hmm. before she had children and everything I know I know I know she a little extra wow. but, but I've been following her on YouTube you know before she got married you know so I feel like I've been like viewing her life for a minute Anyways, her reunion look, mm. I mean, you don't have to like her as a person now. Let me look. Her face was beat. Her dress Ooh. was everything. Okay, I'll like, give this to her. Yes. Yeah. Like she like she did that. <laughs> she did kind of eat. I'll I'll definitely yeah. give her that. So um of course she tagged her makeup artist, and I was like, oh, I definitely need to shout her out. So um beat by twiggy of course you can find her beat by twiggy on instagram and then also um you can book appointments or classes because she also offers that but yes you can find her on ig and go through her link tree and find out how to book her 
That's who I'm shouting out today. Okay. Friend of the show. Well, Alexis, where can people find you um, if they want to inquire more about your services, peruse your site, or just, you know, get to know more about you? So uh, to check out our business, XO Juliet, all you have to do is head to xojuliet.com. That's J-U-L-I-E-T. We are on social, um, especially Instagram, at Team XO Juliet. And if you're interested in following more about me and my kookiness, you can find me on Instagram at Real Alexis Dent and also on TikTok, but that's for the brave at heart. <laughs> We're also on TikTok, so yay, yes. we'll follow you. <laughs> oh, wait, you are? Okay, I didn't know yes. that. I'm following you on Instagram. Okay, I'll do that for sure. Yay. Well, thank you. <laughs> for coming on. I don't think we have anything else. Oh, no, thank you. I'm just really grateful uh, for the opportunity. This was fun. So. Oh, we had so much fun talking to you and yeah, like y'all, y'all need to book her. If you like have any troubles writing your vows or if you just don't know what to say, y'all heard her. She is eloquent with those words. (laughs) But, Basically, you get busy with the pen. Mm-hmm. Basically, basically. <laughs> and like I said, we also do just have like a workbook if people just want to get a little bit of help and understand some of our secret sauce as prompts and stuff that they can work through and it'll help them get thinking about every section of their vows. It takes them from beginning to end. So that's a really um, affordable option too for people who are cost conscious. Uh, but no matter what, we're always here to help and I'll, I'm here to just like laugh with you guys on TikTok. So I have I'll be fine. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Sultania, where can people find us? Yeah, so you can find us on HughID.com, HughIDWed on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn. I think that's it. You can find Ashley at Demitosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Belsari on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. And again, if you're still listening, please, please, please drop us a review on Apple Podcasts, despite if you're listening from there or wherever. We would love you forever. And if you tell us about it, we might just do a little something for you as well. So Y'all have a great rest of your day. I thank you again for your time. Well, thank you you so much, Alexis. Ta-ta. Bye, guys. All right, bye.